You're a disgrace. You had to know. You are a disgrace. You had to know I was going to wear it. Huh? Looks good. This is, I I mean, come on. This is. I don't like that they've got put the Oakland on the front. I like the... Well, this was just a, a, I know, that a was, city jersey. Yeah. It was just like a one-time thing. Yeah, but it was obviously a, a recreation of the We Believe Warriors yep. jersey. And Which I, they've I like, also brought back. I like the OG. Yeah. I like this one a lot. Um, but you know what? I sort of want to get myself... I really like this season, and I hope they wear it a couple of times in the finals. Um, their Philly jersey. You know, their blue the one? Philadelphia Warriors you, one. You New York Celtics, because you guys were all around, yeah. I think, for the, yeah, Warriors. For the commencement of the NBA. Um, so the blue one. Basically, and because they were the Philadelphia Warriors. The Philadelphia Warriors moved to San yeah. Francisco. You're talking... Yeah. That one. I sort of want to get it just because it's Philly. Like, they're representing us, right? This is Philly against Boston <laughs> in the finals. You want to take whatever you can get. Welcome to the Bronx Shear <laughs> Basketball Show. I haven't fucked with you in a while. I'm your, <laughs> I'm your host, Nathan Callanan. And I'm joined by my co-host, Jack Lynch. Jack, it pains me to ask, how are you, mate? Fucking fantastic. <laughs> when was the last time I was this happy? So we had um, we had a week off mm-hmm. because you said you were a bit unwell. I was sick. I think everyone's a bit crook at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So in, in Australia right now, we're transitioning into basically winter. Yeah, um, yeah and I just got hit with... It was literally the one day, it was last recording day last week that I just was at my worst and so I just couldn't do it. You and, knew, you and knew also, Boston was going to the finals. Yeah, and, yeah. and there's also a bit of that. I thought I was one. I was waiting for that uh, message response from you to be like... You just because he won. Just because uh, Boston won and all that stuff. But anyway, you must be great. I'm pretty fucking good. We sit here and we have the final two teams of this NBA season... The Boston Celtics and the Golden State Warriors. The Boston Celtics returned to the NBA Finals for the first time since 2010. Yep. Where they, so tragically for you guys, lost. Was that the second time in a row they lost? It was nah. 2009 and 10? Nah, because 09. We, w- we would have won the championship 09 if KG didn't go down with his knee injury. Ah. Because we won 08. 09 lost in the second round to Orlando. Oh, okay. I thought it was Ah, oh, so it was Ah, oh, so it was like alternating years that you played the Lakers. Yeah. Wow. And then we got back there the year after and lost in seven. In uh twenty eleven? Twenty ten. Oh twenty ten. Twenty ten, yeah. So two thousand nine we was the year we came back I think we started the year like twenty two and oh or something like that. Yeah. After winning the championship. KG goes down and that cooked it. And yeah. then the next year we're back healthy and losing seven to the Lakers. <laughs> And we were up at three-quarter time in game seven. I hate seven. all these teams. I hate them all. I hate them all. Okay, where do we want to start? Okay, so the Celtics beat the Heat for everyone that's just tuning in and didn't was living under a rock. The Celtics beat the Heat in seven. Mm-hmm. Hmm. How do I want to start this? First off, you know, I just got a whole bunch of stuff I want to say. I've realized that the Heat are the Lakers of the East. I don't know why I didn't realize that earlier. In terms of? In terms of warm weather, beach, and people go there. <laughs> a la Jimmy Tucker after winning the championship, leaving the Bucks. Tucker, Lowry, everyone. It's a good free agent destination. It's, yes, right? 
I, I wonder why I always hate Miami and I couldn't put it into words, but I realise it's because, hold on, it's because they're the Lakers of the East. <sighs> um, the boss, I didn't know who I want. I was watching game six and I was just like, I don't want any baskets. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want the Heat to make a basket. Well, honestly, it was pretty Celtics close to, to both teams forfeiting given the injuries. <laughs> um, so that's how I watched the series. I predicted that the Celtics would win it in five or six. And I also predicted that the Mavs would beat the Warriors quite easily. And I'm a really, I still think Boston's going to win the championship. I think they're the best team left. They were the best team left of the four. But um, the way things went, I'm just hoping that there's a little bit of, like, hope that the Warriors... I find it odd that... ...can beat the Celtics. Going into the playoffs, no one really rated the Warriors. Mm. And I don't think they've played that well. No. ...to be in the finals. They haven't been, like, overwhelmed. They haven't no. dominated anyone. No. They... Who'd they have in the first round? The Nuggets. Nuggets. They beat a one-man... One-man yep. team. Grizzlies were young. Grizzlies were young. Then Mavs, then the Mavs like weren't. yeah, they've done they've done their job. They've beaten everyone in front of them, so I can't discredit it. But that's right. The oh, fact I, that yeah, I should be I should be trashing you for that. But the fact that everyone's now mm. like, oh, this is Warriors series to lose. When before the playoffs, it was Boston's arguably one of the best chances here. It's funny how the narratives flipped. I think it's it's just so simple. I think it's because Boston's. Apart from getting there a few times to the conference finals, don't have the play of at least at least the betting odd companies and all that. It just I think the feel amongst the general public is probably that oh it's the Warriors again they're back mm. you know they're here again to do it. Um, whereas we haven't really seen the Celtics in the finals. That's probably it. But I just feel I think like how they're healthy as well, which is yeah the biggest difference at the moment. So it's going to be interesting. I think game one and game two will be will be very telling. Yeah. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if... Well, when Boston played Miami in game one, a lot of people said, Miami will win this one. They're, they're at home. Boston's just come off a seven-game series there. You know, what did, what did Miami beat you in? Six in the end? Yeah. So like, they've had, they had an extra, like, four days off. Everyone, well, that was almost a scheduled loss, Boston going to Miami for game one. And yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if this one is as well, Boston going to Oakland for game one. Yeah. So, so talk. Let's just talk. Maybe we'll touch on the Warriors and Mavs series. But let me just say, I want to say something. So I've got, as I said, I've got a few things to say. Right now, Jimmy Butler is a better player than Jason Tatum. Rebuttal. Respond. Yeah, he is. Right, and it's really look. At the end of the day, you'd rather someone go hard in the playoffs and the regular season, but after the bubble. I'm pretty sure in our preseason top 10 players in the NBA, I put Jimmy in the top five because I'm like, how can we not? How can we not after that, after the bubble? And then since then, we didn't get it. Last playoffs, we they got swept in the first round. Um, you know, Miami weren't all that flash until basically this season. And then this season, not a lot of people believed in them. And then I still didn't believe in them, even when they beat yeah. us and then they played you. Mid-series against you guys, I still didn't believe in them. And I was even a bit like um, cautious with my rating of Jimmy. But you know what? He, when he tries, and at the end of the day... You this can, is the thing. It's when he tries. That's right. But, but, but the thing is, you can say, oh, when um, this player tries. Well, 
I don't know if, for example, DeMar DeRozan has another level to get to. No, but I don't Jimmy think can, he though. does. Right, Jimmy, Jimmy, but but DeMar DeRozan's all the time is better than Jimmy Butler's all the time. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, on a, over an 82 game series yeah, yeah, season. Yeah. Then yeah, yeah. But everyone knows that Jimmy's coasting. He's, yeah. he protects his health more than anything, and he's done it twice now. But the other thing is, and like I disagreed with you. I think Jimmy's a better player than Tatum. But Jimmy also put up nine points per game between games four, five, mm. or oh, three, four, and five. Yeah. If any other superstar in the league did that, they would mm. be crucified. This is why he's not. And that's the thing. Yeah. It's like, is he better than Tatum? Tatum, I don't think scored below twenty in any of these games. Yeah. He didn't have any forty point games. Mm. But do you prefer consistency in this situation mm. compared to a guy that genuinely can go missing for multiple yeah. games at a time? And that's why, like, still, I don't know where I, I don't know where I stand on Jimmy Butler. I think but, because he's done it twice. I think now that he's done it twice, the bubble wasn't just a fluke. We but talk- last playoffs, 2021, he averaged at 14 points per game. Yeah, but so that's the thing. But he also didn't. I mean, I know they had players, but they weren't what they are now. They didn't have Tucker. They didn't have. Lowry, I know it's weird, but Lowry's I was, fucking shit. Yeah, because Lowry's he's is, just is, is he the worst player in the NBA to watch? What? Hold on, now you're going far. No, I, he's, I'm, just, he's just cooked. He's gone. No, he's not not just that. To actually watch him play, it is the most frustrating experience. He spends more time. He's there's more Lowry on the floor mm. than Wood on the floor. No, Trey Young's the worst player to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, uh, genuinely, like watching Kyle Lowry play basketball mm. is it like it's a disgrace to basketball, and I, I might cop heat wow. for that. But, like, people say Marcus Smart flops. And without a doubt, back in the day, he used to, like, have those flops where it was just, like, They're very the most similar. ridiculous. They're very similar. But now Marcus only exaggerates contact. He mm. doesn't go searching for contact. Jimmy, I mean, um, Kyle Lowry could have potentially lost game seven for them because he f- tried to flop into yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Grant Williams and had to call a timeout. That was hilarious. Because all he does is search for contact and, fl- like, you know, flail to the floor. So I just had to put it out there when he came up. Like he is without a doubt, and like he's still good, mm. but he's the fakest basketball player in the NBA. Yeah, I want to put that out there. But regardless, it seemed like the Bucks were always rolling. Last season they were rolling. Mm. You know, it was, and so that and the heat, the players that the Heat had, Jimmy, Jimmy only sort of it, at the same time he's only going to turn up if he has if they have a chance. It's 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 weird that you need this sort of. Um, perfect container or circumstance for him to bring it out. But when he brings it out... There are two Jimmys. One of them, yeah. he's not a top 30 player in the league. Yeah, that's right. The other one's top five. That's right. Average it out, you've got a top 15 player. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, that, I don't know how else to put exactly it. That's exactly right. Like, and that you've made the exact correct point. That's why he's yeah not top five. That's why he's not uh, below the top 30. Um, but I just wanted to say that like loud and clear and it, it, it is, I do intentionally mean a bit of a knock at Tatum because as good as Tatum is and you, you know, you sort of like killed me so badly for being like, you know, I've only just graduated Tatum completely out of the Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell oh, tier. Fuck, he's so much better than them. But like this series could have gone, I know you got Brown. I know you guys are a unit. I know that. I'm, I'm so aware of that. But it wasn't easy. Whereas if Tatum went for 30 a game, then... And when I say 30 a game, I don't look at numbers. I mean 30, 30, 30, 30, 30 or 29 yeah. m- minimum, you know. If he went for 30 a game, could have been a bit easier on you guys. And that's his next level. I think, yeah, the next level comes because... Now people comparing Brown and Tatum at the moment. 
Brown had a fantastic series, a few sort of blunders that stood out. But their stats are pretty similar throughout. But Tatum, for the first time in his life, is facing double teams and defenses orchestrated on stopping him. Whereas Brown's playing as like a safety. It's like, all right, double's there. It's, now I've got the ball playing, you know, four on three. If Tatum can work out how to negotiate doubles, and he has this year in terms of being able to pass out of them, but if he can pass out of them, then relocate, yeah, find the mismatch, and then score, that's where his game will elevate, and that's what Jimmy does. Yeah. The early criticisms, and I, you know, sometimes this name gets brought up, it gets brought up a lot around Tatum. Early days, it was because of criticisms. Uh, Kobe Bryant, negatives. Long twos. Yeah, negatives. I almost actually feel like we've come full circle that Tatum's improved the passing. He's improved. He went to the three. All this, he's a great defender. And now I'm like, actually, I feel like Tatum should be more selfish. Do everything he currently does. But also, obviously, he's got to get out. Double team is a double team. You yeah. got to, especially when you're, um, you know, you're not. I mean, a double team is a double team. So you got to pass out of that. But most of the time, you see these guys, these top guys. Let's bring up like Kawhi Leonard, right? Similar sort of type of player um, in a way. You've, when the shit is on the line or to make it an easier series, maybe you just have to take more shots. And then you've got to make them. So if he's not going to make yeah. them, then we bring up the well, Kobe. I think, I think as well, when you, you mentioned Kawhi, even or LeBron, obviously, Kobe, obviously... I think they're in a different realm to say someone like Tatum or like Paul George. And part of it is knowing when it's, you know, a fourth quarter game seven mm. is knowing the doubles coming and attacking as that defender starts to come across. Yeah. So there's players like Jokic, for example, he wants the double to come because he's tall enough to pass over the top. Yeah, and I was going to say a center. Whereas as a f- small forward, it's, if you wait for the double to come and pass out, that's great. You've done your job. You're now playing four on three. But if you want to score, you've got to go when the double starts to come yep. before they can return back to their, their man and find the angle. And mm. that's, I think that just comes with the experience. Mm. And I reckon that'll probably be the next step as well. Yeah. Well, Jason Tatum, anyway, is exceptional and is doing very well. Um, what else is there? So what else? What about the series? I don't know. I didn't really plan this out properly, but the heat. Here's another thing. Two weeks ago, I said the Suns window has closed for the championship. For me, it's the exact same story for the Miami Heat. Their window has shut. Obviously, if the Suns get LeBron James or Kevin Durant, (laughs) or if the Heat... If they run it back, you're saying. Yeah, right. With this core moving forward, nothing crazy positive happens. And I'm talking like, you know, crazy positive, you know, which you can say that about any team, you know. um, Oklahoma can win the championship next year if the right people walk in. I'm just saying, this core... In the same situation... Window's closed. I would say it is like... It's closed but not locked. The only thing that would make it different Mm. is... If they played Lowry 40 games throughout the regular season, he was actually healthy. And the most important thing is someone needs to speak to Bam. When Bam wants to score oh, yeah. and looks to score, uh, yeah. he is an unbelievable offensive talent. Yeah. But he was just he was doing like a twenty nineteen Ben Simmons almost. Yeah. And it was like And he's I know we had him we have him beat, but he's in our series he was doing the same. And against like I know Rob Williams is second team all defense, 
but he's such a good help defender. He's not the best one-on-one defender anyway. But as soon as you know, Rob Williams came on the floor, Bam did nothing. Yeah, and it was like he he knew he was going to get blocked every That's shot. That's right. He, didn't like he, he sort of does nothing. And offensively, if he averaged twenty points per game, this could be a completely different series. So, if this is the exact same team going next year, then I think the Heat are done. Mm. If Lowry can be healthy, if Jimmy does what he does again this year and you know load managers throughout the year, and if Bam comes back being I'm going to be, you know a a true second option, he needs to be it. Then there's a chance. Yeah, that's the only thing that's no, stopping them. But there's not because I always think about the other teams. Think about um like sorry, but the Nets will be there next season. The Bucks will be there next season. You'll be there next season. You won't. <laughs> I'm not saying us. I'm, I'm not bringing up the 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 P. <laughs> How do I do the initials for the with the weirdest initials? I'm not bringing up that team today, Good. other other than the fact that this team was originally that team. Um, but yeah, Bam, too timid. I think the Heat's window is shut. Okay, let's just get it, go over to the Warriors now. Um, I I don't know. I'm always so negative. I feel like the Mavs were playing so well and the Suns sort of underdone themselves. And then, you know, um, uh, Kleber and who else was it? Like these guys weren't making shots in no the Warriors one, series. No one was making shots. They're just not uh, making Reggie shots. Reggie Bullock as well. Reggie went Bullock. over 10 in one game. What can, what can you do when you don't make shots? Yeah. You make on this league. It's and I, I don't league. think... And this is going to sound very negative as well, but I don't think the Mavs are a true Western Conference final team yet. No. They, and like the Suns are the best team all year in the NBA. And what happened to them probably would happen maybe one time out of 100. The Mavs, not that they got lucky because it was partly due to their defense and how good their offense was working, surrounded by Luka, but they got to the Western Conference finals and it was very clear they were underprepared. Yep. They didn't have someone that could step up. And that's what I said was the last part of the pod before. I said, to be so successful in the playoffs, you need creators. Yep. And they've got Luca, and they've got Brunson. Yep. Dinwiddie to an extent, but more often than not, you know when he's creating, he's going to shoot for himself. He's not looking to facilitate. So when they got there, it was like, <laughs> the Warriors, all right, well, here's what we do. And just executed. It wasn't like they played exceptional basketball to, to beat them. They just did what they had to do. What did impress me most about the Warriors, though, was the amount of defensive sets they ran at Luca. Yeah. There was a good post I saw on Twitter or whatever it was, but in the first, like, six minutes of game one, I think they threw six different defenses at Luca. Yeah. None necessarily more effective than the others, and he scored on some, he assisted on some, but just to keep him guessing that whole time, and I think when there's any team like a, a very one-person-centric team like the the Rockets with Harden or, you know, LeBron at the Cavs or now Lakers or um, Luca here. As long as they get comfortable, they can just orchestrate whatever they want. If they spend eight seconds working out what's happening, it gives the defensive team such an edge. And I think that's what the Warriors did well. The Warriors are always offense and defense. Always the... It's all Shits me. <laughs> rotating like crazy. Yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to pump myself up. I'm trying to be like, yep, they do this so great. They're going to do it to the Celtics. Um, the Also, yeah, the Mavs. And I, I personally, I mean, you, you, everyone, we got caught up. They smashed the Suns, especially in that game yeah. seven. I got caught up with this just shooting star that the Mavs were. 
they're you know I, I love the stars um luca was arguably the the best player left in mm-hmm. on the four teams um i just got caught up and kleber and um bullock regressed back to the mean um the warriors anytime they wanted to get to the rim there and Luca, people, don't, I'm not going to point too much to fitness, but you can argue, you look at like Steph's fitness at 34 or whatever, yeah. however old he is, and you look at Luca's fitness, whenever someone drove in, and then there's no one behind them, <laughs> there's no one yeah. waiting in the paint for the uh, Warriors, um, Luca just does that thing where he just like puts his arm, and he's like, I'm going to try and just tap it back. Just a little, swipes at it. Because <laughs> I'm not going to basically move. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to criticize Luca too much, but it, it's no secret that it's hard to win a championship. And as good as he is now, there's not a level to, to, to get, get to. Let's let's just put a generic name on it. To get to Finals MVP or to get to Finals Luca, you need to, you know, fix some of these holes in the game, and, and they need to fix some holes in their roster. I don't think he's necessarily a bad defender either. He gets. Any white guy gets labelled as a bad defender. Mm. But he's not a good team defender. One-on-one, he can hold his own because he is strong. Yeah. But it's as soon as someone's like, if he's covering and then, you know, there's a pass and he has to try and, try and you know, jump yeah. that gap. If someone gets a running start, which is what where the NBA is... You know how it used to always be um, triple threat? Yeah. Catch the ball, you need the jab, you can shoot or you can, you know, or you can pass. Now, it's you want to catch the ball on the move, and that's where his downfall is. If someone's already got speed ahead, he can't do anything about it. So, obviously, conditioning can do a lot of work, but, like, say, you compare him to someone like Tatum just going across the East, I think they're quite similar in terms of their career trajectory, trajectory so far. Obviously, Luca's. I'm not trying to compare the two, because Luca's definitely ahead before anyone grills <laughs> me on that. But if Luca had Tatum's build... He'd be a much better defender like Tatum is now because he's yeah more athletic, more agile, and you know can still play heavy offense centric basketball, but then still has the energy on defense. However, if he did lose that weight and had Tatum's build, would he still be as good of an offensive player because he can't bully his way in the post yeah. anymore? So there's probably a healthier middle ground than where it is now. But people, you know, they're saying, "Oh, you need to lose twenty pounds, thirty pounds," and yeah, that won't necessarily help. Yeah, I think their scheme could be better for Luca. Yeah. Defensive scheme, obviously getting a bit more defined. Just it's just the look. It's just it's like Jokic. Even now he's not defined, but now everyone shuts up. Um, it's just that he's yeah he's got a bit of meat on him and stuff like that. Um, Luca looks like in any sport, but let's go basketball. Of course, he looks like he's waiting to get back on offense. Every defensive <laughs> play, he's like, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. Fucking, oh. And, you know, Steph drives past him. Fuck. You know, it's just like, all right, give me the ball. And he's like, yeah. you know, the way he walks. See, whereas you need to, whether you're a, whether you're an offensive juggernaut or not, you know, whether you're two sides of the ball or you are like him putting all your effort into one, into offense, you need to sort of, once you backtrack past that halfway line you need to respect that this means everything this possession Mm. you know you know not dying on too many screens and not doing that whatever that is the what is there a nickname for that (laughs) the sort of throwing the hand to try and tap hoping for the best (laughs) tap for the steal it's like this is important it's not hopefully the guys do it and i'm going to kill it on offense that's what he looks like he looks like he's just 
can't wait to get back on offense. I think this is also a management issue in terms of the last sort of finals MVPs that we've had or, you know, elite players we've had that have pushed, you know, conference finals to the finals that have been shit at defense have always been surrounded by incredible defenders. Like Steph Curry, for example, especially those first few finals runs, the Warriors still had the best defense in the NBA. Yeah. And they were able to, you know, on offense, one player can dominate because they've got the ball. On defense, it's a five on four. So like percentage wise, it's not really, you can hide someone quite easily. No better example than the Isaiah Thomas Celtics when they (laughs) made the Eastern Conference Finals with probably the worst defender in NBA history. (laughs) He tried hard, but he was five foot nine. I could score on him. You can do it, but look who's around Luca. Like Jalen Brunson isn't going to do it. Spencer Dinwiddie's not going to do it. Maxi Klee was a decent defender, but you need an elite shot blocker if, if Luca is going to be yeah. in the one. Um, Dorian Finney-Smith can defend, but not elite either. Reggie Bullock, same situation. They're all good, but no one that's a Draymond or someone that can just completely change a defense. Yeah, there's some um, there's some murmurs about Rudy Gobert. That would be incredible. Would it be incredible? Yes. Would it be incredible? Yes. Because. Depending who they have to give up. That's because I think I'm not joking. I think my mind goes straight to the money because I think mm. to myself, I don't know because he's a max. He's not super max. I is think he? he could be super max. Oh, which is super. He might be actually. I've yeah. got the biggest gripe with super, super max. <laughs> I know. It's so it makes no sense. Um so if what what if they had yeah. say, what if they had Robert Williams the third? That's good. But Some not, someone like that. Yeah. And there are players like that available. I think Rudy would cripple I wouldn't I just couldn't yeah. do it because I think Rudy would cripple and I think that um the Mavs need that sort of space. I don't know, it's tough. The Mavs there's no point committing big term money to anyone at the moment other than Luca. Yeah. It's let's give it a few years and we'll work it out. He's still so young. Robert Williams will be great, which he's not, not going to happen because he's he's staying put. <laughs> but someone like that yeah. would be the old like uh, Nick Claxton. Yeah, yeah. Any I think we mentioned this. Yeah. Big, jumpy, athletic, defensive big man is all you need. Yeah, and especially like offensively, that pick and roll would be elite. Mm. That's how DeAndre Jordan made a All NBA first team. Yeah. Just by having you know Chris Paul there, so like, there's room there for Mavs to grow. Did you make the first team, DeAndre? Yeah, we're, we're back when it had to be one center. Lob City. It's it's still only oh, bloody yeah. one center. Oh, don't um, let's. You don't want to open up that can of worms, DeAndre Jordan. <sighs> don't be bringing up uh, one center all in. I actually, I actually like it. To be honest, and it's weird that. I feel like it comes up. I don't up like every that now, it, uh, and I, and I think everyone agrees, and you must agree. I don't like that it affects money. Yes, that's the worst thing ever. Yeah. That's got to be the worst thing. All star games, it shouldn't affect money. Um, it's ridiculous. Yeah, twenty sixteen All NBA first team, DeAndre Jordan. Wow, he was really good. Um, what I, I, people, it's been like this the whole time. One, you know, one player per position sort of thing. Well, two guards, two forwards, and a center. And now there's sort of push to change it yeah. and there was push to change it back in 2015 or 2016 when DeAndre Jordan was on their first team because they're like you're better off having three forwards and now it's you're better off having two centers and but it's like at the end of the day this is the first team yeah and I liked a bit of traditionalism about it like we can't just keep altering it as each sort of generation comes through because the game's changed yeah just keep it as is people are going to be pissed off but like this has always happened what if one day I'm not not 
no guarantee it's going to happen. But what if one day 70% of the league looks like the 20-whatever Rockets? What yeah. happens yeah. then? <laughs> Run with it. Well, but like, obviously, I'm not saying keep it set in stone. If the league changes that much, yeah. it changes that much. But yeah. at the moment, there is still five positions. Yeah, yeah. And they're more fluid now than they used to be. But no one can argue that Jokic was the second best center this year. I mean, you can't argue it because, like, mm. oh, sorry, I mean, no one's going to argue that Embiid was the second best center all year because he came second in MVP voting. Mm. So, of course, he's second team. And this happened in the 90s. But it like, just sucks. Patrick that Ewing was it's, second it's, in MVP just and finished. That, like, the, so there's, like, the other positions. I know. I, I mean, you, you, your answer is just traditionalism. Yeah. But it just sucks that Embiid and Jokic have one position to fight for. Mm. Whereas the other guys can yeah. be put in any positions of their guards or um, they've got forwards. double the chance, yeah. yeah. But there's also double as many players in that yeah. position, so yeah. But like no one, no one thinks, oh, Hakeem was robbed of first team all, all NBA in 1995. Yeah, everyone's like, if he will forget about it. Let's get let's get into it. All right, so to to I don't know, like I didn't feel like. Like, we can talk about the Heat Celtic series, but I think it was Let's pretty... Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, we did that. No, we'll talk about it more. All I'm right. having to talk about it more. Do you, is there something you want to say? Coaching, was... coaching masterclass by Spolstra, as we knew. Okay. We knew that going in. He's done it so many times. Through the Celtics multiple times. That's why there was big scoring droughts. Mm-hmm. Um, Celtics defense, better than advertised, but on and off. And I think that was mainly due to due to Jimmy Butler. Yeah, well, he can just turn what is the best defense defense in the NBA to mm. absolute shit just at the drop of a hat. Yeah, and that's why it was like it was such a shit series in terms of blowouts. But like, how often does that happen? Like these are two teams that are so evenly matched, trying to do something else. Yeah, because there was I reckon they could have fought every game like it was game six or game seven where it's close wide wide the whole time. Yeah. But they're both trying so many different things. But like, like I know that Dragic and Bam were injured, but like we saw in that game, I think it was game six of those finals, Jimmy was gone, man. Like mm. he couldn't do it again. He couldn't yeah. do it for another game after he'd just done it, I think, in game five and four uh, or three, whatever it was. He And this, I think, was similar. As much as he did do it in game seven um, in Miami, he can't, he can't do that for seven games. Yeah. Um, and so my sort of point is, what am I, am I getting at? So like what I predicted before and what I'm sure many people sort of thought going into the series, as you're saying, very similar teams, great defenses. Boston's been the best defense in the NBA. Even if you want to try and argue that Miami has a great defense, as good as Jimmy is, he's got the offensive weight of the world on his shoulders because Larry's not himself. Bam gets timid at this point of his career um, and Duncan Robinson doesn't get played and Tyler Hero can't get played. Oh, sorry, was injured. Was he came injured. back in game seven and yeah. he played a few minutes. He ended up putting, the, the commentators didn't mention this, but he put his hoodie on yeah, yeah, underneath yeah. the yeah, t-shirt. He, so he knew he wasn't coming back he was on. gone. But also those minutes he was on. Yeah. Boston scored every possession. I yeah. Think. But I, th- I think what differs between Boston and Miami in terms of the defense is that Boston's best defense is with their best offensive players on the court. Yeah. Whereas great players. Te- teams that are defensive-centric normally have guys they plug in for offense. Yeah. But in the playoffs, it's so much harder. Like if Robinson was playing or if Hero was playing, Boston's score was 
yeah. constantly. Um, That's why the Heat just aren't that good. Yeah. The so, Heat just aren't this good, this level good. Jimmy Butler will make you look that good because at his best, as we said, he's arguably a top five player. But when you're like best offense is plugging in Tyler Hero or plugging in Doug, Duncan Robinson, and it, it, it truly is that. It's like I mean, even Max Struess. He played like incredibly well. Struess is good. Part. He had those fourteen missed threes in a row. But ex- excluding that, he was good and better defensively than mm. people recognise. But he held his own against Tatum. But Brown for some reason cooked him. Yeah. And then the other other way around with Oladipo. I don't know what it is about those two. But oh, I did want to say to you as well. When Oladipo went to Miami at the start of the season, you were like. He should be out of the league. Yeah. And I said, not even off the bench. And you said, not even off the bench. Off the bench. Now he's good. Now you he was good. How he's not gonna go. This isn't I know you love the name, Ish Smith. This isn't <laughs> this isn't Ish Smith get doing a quad two times. Mm. This is a really great player. He's not gonna go from here to there. He's gonna go from here to here and off the bench. I'll bring him up now. <laughs> and off the bench... Sorry to the Spotify listeners. <laughs> <laughs> like like he showed in this series, even just defensively... Yeah. Well, his, I couldn't believe how good his hands were defensively. Mm. That was what impressed me most. Offense, he was, like, did a bit, but not a lot. But defensively, he was incredible. He deserves to be playing in the NBA. Especially on Jalen Brown. Just the hands he got in there. He deserves to be playing in the NBA, either off the bench on a good team... Or if he went to a terrible team, he could try and make some money. But mainly off the bench on yeah. a good team. Um, At this point, his career may as well. So there was that. But overall, this is what I thought going in. I can't. I'm. I really, you know, uh, commend um, Jimmy and Bam in some of those games for taking it to seven, especially Jimmy, mainly Jimmy, taking it to seven and then nearly stealing it at the end mm. there. But how are you feeling in those last two minutes? Fucking so. <laughs> Shit, like, I, I was like, you know what? I knew it wasn't going to happen. I got a message from a mate that goes to Miami saying, good game. And I was like, fuck you. And then that's when the run started. <laughs> but what I was going to say earlier as well, I forgot, completely forgot about it. Jimmy played 46 minutes in game six and 48 in game seven. Yeah. I know they needed him too but they would have been better off resting him for three minutes a game, four minutes mm. a game. Because like, he played okay in the last quarter, but I think he only made one or two baskets, got to the line a bit. But if he was like completely... Like, if he had more energy, he doesn't leave that three short at the end of the game. Mm, I know to he... Potentially. I, like, I just think no, no player in the NBA now, there's too much data and science behind it. that suggests, There's a reason why players don't play 44 minutes a game anymore. They yeah. play 36 because you like the fatigue is too much to overcome. Yeah. And in a situation like that where it comes down to quite literally the last shot of the game, I don't want my player having played what is it, what is it 96 out of 90 whatever yeah. the maths is. Can't be working it out. Mm. 94 out of 96 minutes. There we go. Yeah. Um well, I mean, yeah, so on the shot I see what you're saying. I'm also just leaning towards it's not his shot. I know this playoffs, he's been shooting the threes and he's looked nice. He's been in a bit of a zone. He's been in this weird zone with the threes where just mechanically, he's just sort of shooting them like he's like taking a moment. Every time he's taking a moment, he's like, okay, now I'm going to shoot a three. That pull up, though, he hit one of those in the first quarter. Yeah, he, he's been hitting them. He, and when yeah. he was running down... So I didn't. Good. I don't mind the shot. People criticize it straight away, and I like the fact that every Heat 
person, player, coach backed him up. Yeah. Feel he can take some some <laughs> some, uh, <laughs> some education some on that. Um, but like at the end of the day, there was eleven seconds left or whatever it was when he got the ball, shot it with shot it with like eight to go, or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my mind. I think it was. was I think it was eleven. Yeah, my mind was going that quickly. I don't remember. Sixteen seconds, time. I think, or something like that. He shot it, then he's got the rebound and foul. But in that situation, say he puts him up one, mm. they're in the bonus anyway. Boston's probably a 50-50 chance to then score after that. I think you're better off. If he went, so if he went for the tie, you know, drove at Al Horford, tied the game. To be tie game with 10 seconds to go, Boston ball, you're more, more likely Boston's going to win considering they're probably shooting 50% from the field anyway, yeah. plus the likelihood of a foul. Yeah, it's so close either way, but to go yeah. for the kill right there when he's completely wide open... I just think that, so you brought it up. So 48 minutes, he's not a three-point shooter. He's a really great guy going to the ring no matter who's in front of him. He's crafty enough. Not He doesn't even have to try and get fouled. Just, or whatever, get fouled, do that. I just felt like, and it's not that I'm huge on how dare he shoot that three. I just think... They had more time to even consider something else. Yeah. And it wasn't like a transition break where... It was a one-on-one. Players were back, so he could have... There was just no action. He's just like, I'm just going to shoot this ring. I, I know the go for the win. You know, don't want to play any more minutes. Obviously, that not that he was saying to himself, Jimmy Butler wouldn't, or like, I'm not going to play overtime. But I just feel like if I'm him, how many times I think of that, you know, in that game seven against Toronto, the Jimmy Butler before the Kawhi shot. The layup. The Jimmy Butler layup. Exactly that. Go and do exactly that. That's okay. I'm so glad it was Al Horford in front of him. Because I think if it was any other player in Boston, he probably drives at them. I think he, Al was probably the only one he's like, oh, he could actually stop me here. Yeah. Because Al's defense has been incredible in yeah. these playoffs. He's been amazing. Um, but I just think overall, even I think even that shot is the epitome of the series. The whole offense relied on Jimmy, and at the end of the day, it just doesn't work. You can't... The way that they were going about it, I don't care that Hero was injured and that, and um, Lowry was, has been injured this playoffs. You guys have had your injuries as well. The Heat, sorry, but the Heat weren't ever going to be a championship-caliber team, and if they had won a championship, what would I have said? Fake championship. <laughs> Mickey, Mickey Mouse ring. <laughs> Mickey Mouse A Disney. <laughs> so anyway, let's let's cut that there at the um, Heat Celtic series. I just for me it's hard to talk about just because I just want to ask you one question. Mm. Have you considered Jalen Brown? What about him? Have you not seen that meme? Oh, you're useless. Have I considered This Jaylen? is like the last like five years after every game was just oh. um consider Jalen Brown was just everywhere. Oh. Maybe is it just Celtics? It's like, I mean, it's probably Celtics Twitter more than anything. Yeah. It's just like, consider Jalen Brown. But even commentators say it now sometimes. It's caught oh, on. Consider Jalen Brown. Well, I've cons- I consider... He was fucking good this series. He's very good. Okay, Heat Celtics. So now the Celtics and the Warriors are in the uh, NBA Finals. I can't believe it. It feels like what should have happened 2018. 18, yeah. Yeah. 2017 with no injuries. 2018 with no injuries. They would have yeah. absolutely wrecked you in those finals. 2018, yeah, let's be real. We matched up 
better than anyone did those those years where they dominated. We were their best matchup in the in the regular season. Yeah, and then come playoffs, come finals, we yep. would have got swept. They would have swept you. All right, but now we're talking about now 2022. I can't believe we're doing this for Celtics Warriors. As a way to start our um, talk and preview, let's actually pull up this week's segment. So this week's segment is in preparation of the Celtics Warriors finals, and it is Celtics Warriors combined eight-man rotation. I love an eight-man rotation. Eight-man rotation. Do you think that either team will go deeper than an eight-man rotation? The Warriors will. They love a deep. They definitely do. Bench and they love matchups. Mm-hmm. Boston might. Yeah. Now, did you want to... It's hard to... One thing I was... And we didn't sort of talk about this off the show. With the bench players, once we get to the bench, did you want to make it bench players only? Or did you want to make it like we just keep going to the best players? Eight best players. Yeah. If, oh. I'm, if I'm choosing between these two, here's my... The eight players I'm putting on the court because I trust them. Okay. Right. But you know, I'm oh, sorry, I don't know if I mentioned to you. We uh, have to agree on it. Okay. We have to agree on well, it. Well, in mine... Wait, hold on. No, before I start, I've yeah. got two eight-man rotations. <laughs> and there's only one difference between them. Okay, right. So I reckon there's... I've got nine players that I would play in the eight. Okay. I reckon you'll probably have them as well. Okay, surely. Well, can we, can we agree? And let's also... I mean, we'll see. Can we agree at point guard? Marcus Smart. <laughs> Stephen Curry. Peyton Pritchard. <laughs> yeah. Stephen Curry. Steph Curry. Okay, so Stephen Curry is the point guard. Yeah. At shooting guard. Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. I thought you were going to say Clay Thompson there. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> I wanted to give you that moment. Small forward. Jalen Brown. All-star starter. <laughs> Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> Small forward, Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum. Well, this is this is moving. I thought it would. Power forward. Oh, oh, here we are. Actually, I didn't think of this. Power forward. I've got Draymond Green. Draymond Green. Yeah, you got it. Center. I actually don't have a final sort of conclusion yet. I've put three names. Take Looney off. <laughs> Can you see my phone? <laughs> Al Horford is starting center in this lineup. Are you saying that because of um, injury? Because I'm happy if you are. No, I think if... Because Williams isn't right at the moment. He's not. But I think in terms of this lineup, you can't go wrong with either. Williams is my backup centre. I'm just putting Hawthorne in the starting (laughs) lineup right, right now. I think the... His passing ability, especially with, you know, Draymond doesn't have much offensive ability, except mm. he can pass. But he's a defensive specialist, as we know. And I just think Horford will complement Curry so fucking well. Yep. I will give you that. We'll do it. So that's our, that's our combined starting five. Yeah. So point guard, Stephen Curry. Shooting guard, Jalen Brown. Small forward, Jason Tatum. Power forward, Draymond Green. And at centre, Al Horford, who goes to the finals for the first time in his 15-year career. So the three, three subs, three subs, you just uh, sort of hinted at one. Didn't hint on I've got I said like it very five, explicitly. I've, <laughs> I've got five names here. That Take I, Wiggins off. <laughs> <laughs> Take Looney off. So the five names that I've got are Marcus Smart, 
uh, Robert Williams the third, Clay Thompson, and Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins. That's five, yeah. I have four of those. I don't have Wiggins. Okay. I think in this rotation, there's there's more talent at guard than at small forward. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you chose either Smart, Clay, or Paul, you're better off playing two guards, two-point guards, and pushing Brown to the three. In like, if this was like a series against another team, you'd play small and play Jalen as a small forward rather than a shooting guard, rather than having Wiggins in the side, in yep. my mind. Yep. So, you want Williams as a must. Yeah. You need a third... Near third big man. He's the best of the... the rem- Williams as a must. The remaining. And so who would... Just say who would you have for your other two? So I had... At point guard, had Curry and Smart. Okay. So Smart's a backup. Williams is backup centre. Mm-hmm. And I, the other reason I wanted Horford in there starting as well is that he can move to the four. Williams can play the five. Or, you know, Williams out. Draymond's at the four. Horford at the five. So then... The other two people I've got, mm. which is fighting for the same position, and I think this is just match-up dependent, is Clay and Poole. And I don't know who I would take, honestly. After what we've seen this playoffs, I would almost, sounds crazy, I would almost put them all in the same tier with Wiggins. Wiggins has been very good, because, but I think that's because of matchups. They're like, we're happy to try and let Andrew Wiggins beat us. Yeah. Yeah, because he has been good. Mm. But God, he gets open looks. Like he's, he's not scoring it by However, himself. I think... So I think... When the... I think you just have to pick Clay. The reason... I think Poole's been better these playoffs. And he's... Mm. he's the, like, the stats are essentially similar, but Poole is running the offense, whereas Clay is doing what he normally does, which is catch and shoot. And I think... When it comes down to it, the way Clay is post injury, if you needed someone to play catch and shoot, I think you're better off having Jalen Brown than Clay Thompson right now. Mm-hmm. But if you're not taking Wiggins, I think you'd prefer Clay's size defensively. Even though he's not doing much defensively. No, but I think he can hold his own at the three more than Jordan Poole could. Yeah. And I know they're not playing the three, but if you're going to go small, which I think both these teams sort of make you want to go small, I would take Clay. I think we need to take Clay. My reasoning was just because whether it be Paul or Wiggins for different reasons, I if I had to choose between... If I'm like sort of Steve Kerr and I'm looking at the bench and it's just I have to pick one of those guys to sort of throw on NBA finals. And this is just such a, you know, informal reasoning. But I would be like... Clay's proven. I've seen Clay Thompson's face and in four NBA finals previously. One of them, he was down, but... It just, yeah, I just need Clay Thompson. So, that's that, isn't it? Smart, because I'm, so I'm happy got with Smart. Curry and Smart. Yep. Brown and Clay. Mm-hmm. Tatum, Draymond, Horford slash Williams. Mm-hmm. Third. All right, and I'll spring this one on you. Other coach, Steve Kerr or Ime Doka? Steve Kerr. It is. It has to be. You better be. And you know what? Steve Kerr of uh, this season has been pissing off Warrior fans. And even myself, I, I really did love, um, I really do love Steph's play the full minute, uh, full uh, first and third quarter. Yeah. And then come in halfway through the second and fourth. He's been playing around with it this year. And there's a lot of times where Steph is hot and they need him hot. This is just throughout the season. 
And then Steve There's Kerr. There's not much adjustments. Steve Kerr, yeah. Won't but I think as well, look, this Warriors team is nowhere near as talented as the ones we've seen go to the finals of before. Of course. And I think to an extent, he's co- like defensively, this, this is the most, the least talented Warriors defense we've seen, but the numbers are still great because they're all, they've all bought into his system that he's put in place. Yeah. So offensively, it wouldn't be surprising if come finals time, it's, and like he has been doing it through the playoffs, like just do what you know best, minutes don't matter. Yeah. But during the season, he's tried so many different lineups. He even tried it during the Western Conference Finals. He yeah. had that lineup of Damian Lee um, and fucking who else was there? Uh, Mooney as well. Moody. Moody. That's the one. For some reason, my mind always goes to Harry Potter. And I always say Mad-Eye Moody. <laughs> but then I think, no, it's Mooney. Don't. Anyway, I think he's just toying around with lineups at the moment. And I think yep. he's had all season to sort of fuck around with them. Yeah. And that's why people are pissed off. But, but down, I the pointy s- end of the season. Yeah. He knows what to do. And I'm I'm also, like, we'll see about adjustments and stuff like that, but just simply the way that the Warriors, apart from their talent, of course, the way that he has, it's like the clay thing that I just said, the way that he has instilled this rotating, constantly on-the-move system on defense and yeah. on offense, you just got to give it to him. He's And Ime Doka has more to prove. Steve Kerr has to be the coach. Yep. So that is our team for the listeners. At point guard, we have Stephen Curry. At shooting guard, we have Jalen Brown. At uh, power, small forward, we have Jason Tatum. Power forward, Draymond Green. Center, Al Horford. And then to the bench, we have uh, Marcus Smart, Clay Thompson, and Robert Williams. And then as coach, we have Steve Kerr. So that's our combined Celtics Warriors. Now, let's just spend a bit of time sort of previewing this series. Oh, God. So, it's an interesting one. I feel like as much as these teams um, can feel similar, I also feel like they're going to they're gonna want to do their own thing. Mm. I don't think either team is going to really love the idea of playing to stop the other team. Obviously, that's what you do. But they're not going to love the idea. They're going to try and play their They're way. both going to feel that... We can beat this team at our style best and the other team's going to feel the same. <sighs> I'm just trying to think. Where does this series go? What's Let's start off with, what is it? Is it Celtics or Warriors in what? Before the, like, you know, going back like a round or two, mm. I said from the beginning that Boston is the best or the most well-equipped team to defend Golden State. I think our guard rotation defensively is just one of the best you know we've seen in terms of well, not necessarily guard but our our wings and guards everyone can switch and stay on Steph Curry. Yeah. Um now that Smart's obviously hurting Rob Williams is hurting so we can't necessarily funnel as well as we would like the Warriors are going to definitely pick on that. So in my head a few months ago I was like I think Boston beats the Warriors but now given that Boston's had to grind out two series in a row, whereas Golden State sort of just walks through. And like I said before, I think Golden State take game one just because it's a scheduled loss almost. Yeah. I struggle to see how how Boston then wins four out of six. Mm. That makes it really tough. So You really wanted to say that? I I honestly, I don't... Jamie asked me before, she's like, who's going to win? I'm like, I really don't know. Like, you can argue either way. 
Yeah. Draymond Green is going to cause absolute havoc in terms of guarding. We're switching on to Tatum and Tatum. and Brown as well. I can't wait for that. I think you know, we saw Jalen struggle with good pesky defenders to get their hands in the way. Golden State doesn't really have that, which helps Boston a lot. Gary, Steph, um, Gary Payton, if he comes the, back, is that's a the midden. He's uh, he might come back for the finals. Yep. that's going to be so crucial for them if he comes back. I think Warriors will go smaller. I don't think Looney's going to do a lot mm. in his minutes against Boston because I think we... Which might actually help well. you guys because Rob Williams might not be needed. And also when Rob Williams is on the floor, if he's being guarded by Draymond, that forces Draymond to stay near the basket given how much of a lob threat he is. Yeah. So, but you can argue it either way. Then on the other hand, it's like Boston has smart to try and defend Curry and they'll try and play him one-on-one. Get the ball out of Curry's hands and who takes pull, who takes clay. You know, if they get hot, there's no stopping. I think the whole series, the biggest key to the whole series... Who shoots best from three? <laughs> ...is that, of course. The Warriors' offense. That's it for me. That The Warriors' offense is the key to the series. If they're too good for you guys offensively, mm. like obviously defensively, but this is the, what we've talked about all, all this episode. Obviously, defensively, they can... St- hang they can be there but mainly it's just because no matter who's on the court their sort of schemes of always yeah. running around switching and always doing all these things the Boston being able to switch everything though mm. is going to tire the Warriors out because Boston will just set up yeah. and they'll run and it's like instead of having to chase Curry around it'll be yours now is mine you know yeah. watch the baseline sort of thing which yeah, you, I just think if it, the Warriors can beat that yeah. and beat you guys, beat your defense, I don't think that you guys will be able to match them. And even when you go down the other end, I don't think the Warriors, while not having super defensive great players, I don't think the defense is going to sort of open up. Like They need to be a bad yeah. defensive team in response. But if you guys do actually clamp their offense and it's just a game of... We need a score. Basically, you know, a bit of a real grind. I think that the grind goes in the Celtics. I way. think the Celtics have better shot makers, which sounds ridiculous with a team with, with Steph Curry. But in terms of a slow playoff game where it's just mm. ISOing, I th- like. They need to keep it moving, yeah. Golden State, which is obvious, but it's just the truth. It's one of those matchups where, like you said, the teams are similar, but they play such different styles where something's got to give. There might be a game or two that I've got a feeling there might be a game or two, obviously not game seven, that actually just goes crazy, a, shoot, uh, a shootout, you know. 130 to 120 sort of thing. You know, something like that. Because if Jalen and Jason and Grant Williams, if they're doing it, and then if Curry and that are doing it, it's like, okay, who's going to actually just defend the win? Yeah. You know, get the win out of the defense. It's such an interesting matchup. Because both these teams don't deserve to be there. <laughs> I think the other thing I was going to say before you fucking throw shade at me, um, it's how well Boston passes out of the pick and roll. Because mm. you know Draymond's going to be lurking along the baseline, and if Tatum or Brown has a like you know a lane to the basket, he's going to contest it better than anyone in NBA history almost. That's how good he is, you know. So if they can, that's where you got to find Grant Williams or you've got to find Rob Williams for a lob threat or Al Horford in the corner. If they can do that well, Boston can easily win this series. But if they're putting up contested shots, 
It's just so close to call. Yeah. And I, I honestly don't know. The Warriors are going in heavy favourites, but... I feel like Boston's going to win, and it's just part of knowing my luck in the yeah. universe. But I don't know anymore. I really thought the Mavs were going to win that, win that series, and that was just sort of... Oh, wait, hold on. Golden State is pretty damn good. And... Yeah, and the and on, at the same time, as good as Jimmy was, I thought that you guys would really roll them. So I we didn't we didn't play that well. Well, Our offense fell apart multiple times. But but this is but at the same time, in a seven game series, like that's true. But in a seven game series, you know, unfortunately, some truths reveal themselves, yeah. and that's what I sort of said about Tatum. I'd love to see. Look, as much as I hate the Celtics, if Tatum goes for thirty a game. In this series, I, and you know, and they win, I'd be like, okay, this is really awesome of Jason Tatum, and I really hope he takes it to that level. But I also hope that Curry does the same. I, I, I reckon this is another thing I want to say. I reckon we're going to get a great series mm. because just the way things go, um, the whole playoffs seem to be a bit of a shitty. Most of the playoffs, especially those com- conference finals, how's all the the blowouts? Which people, I love all the conspiracy theories about them. Oh, the people, people were saying it was because there's no rest when the conference finals has been the exact same for 30 years. So, it's just three-point shooting. Yeah. Now that people shoot more threes, there's way more room for variance. And if one team gets hot, yeah. that's it. There's no coming back from that, essentially. Yeah, so with all these shitty games and shitty playoffs, I've got this feeling that at most we're going to get one shit game. At yeah. most. Um yeah, I think it's going to be really good. The bit that gives me a little bit of confidence as well, like when was the last time Steph Curry dominated a game? Yeah. And I know season. I know that's not necessarily the way they're going to win anymore by him scoring 45. But I think for the Warriors to sort of... If someone said to me beforehand that um, Curry, Thompson and Poole or... Curry, Wiggins, and Paul, you know, three out of those four would have, you know, 70 between them. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, that's going to be tough. Mm. I think that's what they need to do. They need everyone else to step up. Mm. I would even say they need nearly yeah. 80, 80 plus. Because, you know, Draymond's going to get you only 10. Like Looney's going to give you a few. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of it. They yeah. really need those yeah. guys to score well. And yeah. if Boston can at least force one of them to have a, you know, four for 14 night. The series is there to be taken. If Steph is off for the series, you'll win yeah. five. If, if, like he was off when he was approaching, I mean, he's had many times shooters go in slumps, but when he was approaching the record yeah. this year, he went, he if he just... plays like that, which, which I don't think he will, but if he does, you guys will win in five. And that's what I'm talking about. This, And it, 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 it coincides with Steph is a very offensive-driven player. Yes, people want to talk about he's improved this year on defense, but... Offensive-driven player, I think the key to the series is the Warriors' offense. You guys need to stop it. They need to make sure that they beat your defense. And the other thing in terms of matchup-wise, if you have a Steph and Draymond pick and roll, I think the Celtics will be quite smart about it in terms of probably putting Tatum on Draymond. I mean, he doesn't have to do much on on defense, but also if that pick and roll does come, Tatum's got the length to probably hang with Curry mm. and, you know, just alter his shots. Um. And then on the flip side, if they are defending Draymond with either Rob Williams or Al Horford, if they switch on to Curry, they are more than capable of holding their own in, yeah. in a one-on-one sort of setting. So that 
is just going to be one of the. There's going to be so many factors to this and how well Boston can get Tatum onto Curry on offense and Brown onto Curry and Brown onto put. You know, like it's going to be such a chess match. I don't reckon we've had something like this since like the 2016 finals. Like every possession was like, let's find our matchup, let's attack them. Yeah. Since then, sort of fallen away, but I reckon this will be a series where it's who's the weakest link on defense. Mm. Let's go at them. Yeah. It's got to do with stars, even though there was stars. But anyway, and there is Steph Curry, but I can't believe it. I can't believe, I don't know if we've already said it, but you know, at the start of the season, we did a thing, who can win the championship? And me and you were both like, Boston cannot. Here we are. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Man, I'm I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't know what I'm gonna do with myself if you guys win. What's your prediction? Gotta put something official out there. Yeah. My my prediction is so it's Warriors home series. My prediction is Boston. Mm-hmm. Half. I think Boston in six. I'm saying the same thing because I like, don't see them losing at home this time for some reason. I've just got that feeling. I reckon we'll snatch it from one of the first two and then sort of do what we have to do at home. Mm. But it's it, if someone said Golden State in four, I'd be like, yeah, fair enough. Pains if someone me. said Boston in seven, like, there's, honestly, there's no wrong. I don't think Boston can go seven again. I don't think Boston can go seven again. No. If that just... This is just talking about tiredness. If they go to seven again, I just feel like... Especially in San Francisco. You'll see it in in San Francisco. You'll see Tatum and that... Struggle. Shooting short shots and stuff like that. I don't think you can go go to seven. Yeah. And you know, I'm only ever right. I'm never right. I'm only ever right when I want to be wrong. (laughs) (laughs) He's trying to jinx me. Oh. Anyway, that's that's it. So his team's in the finals. My team never gets to the finals. Your team always gets can't to even the make the conference finals. Can't even make the conference finals. We haven't made the conference finals in twenty one years. That's it's, it's, it's a long time. That's fucked. Nah, you don't have to be that good to make conference finals either. <laughs> you don't have to be that good. Yeah. Like we've had some pretty shit teams make conference yeah, finals since yeah. two thousand and one. Well, they look pretty bad compared to LeBron. Is what you're saying. <laughs> and they look bad compared to the Warriors. But, like, who made... Like, the Jazz made the conference finals last year. The Hawks as well. Like, there are some there are some anomalies that... Because of injuries. Even, like, the, there were some shit Celtics teams that made. 2015, we were made it. was just... Yeah. 20, no, 2014. 16, we made it. 2012, Boston made it where they shouldn't have. Played, that was oh no you didn't play sorry you played us in the second round in 2012 <laughs> like there's been some terrible Boston teams there have been some ter- there have been some terrible teams in general the, um, the Toronto teams that got there unbelievable I can't believe the, the I can't believe the Celtics are in the fucking finals I can't believe the Celtics are in the finals you said Boston in six as well? Gone Boston in six. So next time when we see each other, so the first game is Thursday their time, Friday yeah. our time. So next time we see each other, because we record on uh, Tuesdays, Australia time, do you know whether, well, definitely obviously game one, I think game two would have been done. 
let's have a look. So the first game is on Friday. Friday, Monday. So we're two games in. Friday and then Monday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, the fact that as well, there's so much time between these games suits Boston more than anything. So it's going to be a fun series. I'm fucking shitting myself. Strength in numbers. Gold-blooded. <laughs> They're both shit. Let's go, Warriors. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, well... Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Strength in Numbers show. Uh, Bay Area colloquialisms. Is that the colloquialisms? Yep. Pronunciation's a bit off, but yep. <laughs> Bay Area. Colloquialisms. Gold-blooded Steph Curry, finals MVP. Mag- Imagine if someone else wins finals MVP over Curry. <laughs> Jordan Poole goes Well, off. you know who's coming back, who, they, who I think is going to be ready for the finals. Young Glove. No, um, Andre. He's coming back for it. And he's going to lock <laughs> down Jason Tatum for 35, 5 and 5 and get finals <laughs> MVP for that. That is the biggest joke of all time. Uh, it's a funny one, though. And he played for Philly, so I'll always <laughs> love it. Anyway, thank you for joining us for this episode of the... I want to keep going with it. The Warriors stuff. Of the Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, Splash Brothers... Um, what are the what what is the trio? What do they start calling the trio with Jordan Poole? There's the pool party, but there was a oh, new. Oh, there was another one. Ah, something trio. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Bronxia basketball show. That's what we are. We're the Bronxia basketball show. Thank you for joining us. The NBA finals are coming up Thursday or Friday, wherever you are in the world. Tune into them. See JL's. Boston Celtics lose game one and two. Bit harsh. JL, I'll speak to you next week.